Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie LaFever. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. I'm Lindsay. And this is season 12. Woo, woo. What a weird thing to say. Gosh, that's wild. We've been doing it this long. Holy buckets. What else has done a season 12? ER? Uh-huh, for Friends. sure. Look, look at funny. us. We're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we're up we're, in the ranks. We're crazier than emergency uh, room of, doctors. Uh, of fake And just as seasons. important. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> save lives. About the same effort, I would say, <laughs> input. Sure. I think we're making the same amount per episode as all the cast members. Do. Like we spend as much time in school to yep. study this. Mm-hmm. I feel like Julianne Margolis. <laughs> so, George, George Clooney. There we go. I feel like the Clooney of this pod. Yeah. I mean, you look the most like him. Yeah. Yeah. The hairiest. <laughs> Does that make me know Wiley? Cool. Oh, cool. Cool. I'd have a crush on you. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, So it's a new season, but we are staying with, for one last time, Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. Wait, you guys. If we did ER erotica, it could just be erotica, but the E and the R are capitalized. I love it. ER erotica. We We should should do an ER erotica. That was so many like twists and turns. I started trying to rewatch it last winter. And then I got so overwhelmed realizing how many seasons there were and that they're all an hour long. And I was like, this would take me the rest of my life. Wait, wait would Danny be the, oh God, who is the one doctor? He wore glasses. I love him. Uh, I can't think of his name. I know. I can't believe That's I can't That's Danny. Think. I'll take it. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, yes, Dr. Green. Yeah. Dr. Green. Yeah, yeah. Don't Dr. Reed. Wasn't that George Clooney? Doug Ross is George Clooney. Ross, George Ross. Clooney. Okay. Yeah, I can be Anthony Edwards with more hair. Great. Yeah. There we go. Or you can be Julianne Margolis. So we just <laughs> announced just season 13. <laughs> No, TBD when erotica is starting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like instead of calling it erotica, we're yeah. like erotica. Er, <laughs> it's have, better read than said. It yeah. is true, true. But this is still Game of Thrones, <laughs> yes. and we will tell you more about that in a minute. But we have a few quick updates. We got some thank yous. We got some plug horns. As Oprah says, let's start with News. the gratitude. Yeah, thank yeah. you. First of all, yes. we received in our fangasm PO box. An adorable card and surprise from all the Fanny Pack members who met in London and so had a meetup. Great. And they sent us well, a few things. They sent us Order of the Phoenix pins, <laughs> which are adorable. And then a really funny card that I am going to read the front of. The card is called The Missing Cock. It has a joke written on it. The village priest went out to collect his freshly laid eggs on Sunday morning and realized his cockerel was missing. At morning service, he decided to ask his parishioners if they had seen it. Has anyone got a cock? The priest asked. All the men stood up. No, no, said the priest. I meant, has anyone seen a cock this morning? All the women stood up. No, no, said the priest again. I meant, has anyone seen a cock that doesn't belong to them? Half of the women stood up. No, 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 exclaimed the priest. What I meant was, has anyone seen my cock this morning? The altar boys and organists all stood up and the priest fainted. <laughs> and that's the card. Dark comedy. And that's the card. But it's signed by um, so many wonderful people. I won't read all of them, but just at first glance, Laura, Becky, Fiona, Amy, Amelia, Katie. It's just so, and they're all hilarious, funny notes. And also inside, they have fun little cards for us. And a Pokemon. <laughs> so if anyone collects Pokemons, <laughs> speak now or forever hold your peace. I do. Golden Trio? Taking it. Great. Porygon Z. Oh. That's the card. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's so Are thoughtful. Are British Pokemon? 
I don't know. I think we should. I will find that out. Yeah, find that out. So, uh, yeah, it was so great. So thank you guys so much. I love when we get a notification that we have mail. So if anyone wants to send us little notes and cards yeah. and surprises, it's just so fun to get them. As adults, we don't get enough gifts in the mail. Or it's just true. like letters happy mail. Or, or happy mail. Yeah, it's always yeah. bills. So we love them. <laughs> Classic. Just another bill. Just oh, another great. bill. Aww. I have another thank you to a listener in Denver whose name is... I'll just, I won't give you his last name, probably a guy named John. Yeah. John, if you're listening. Um, I was in Denver two weekends ago and he direct messaged me to say, thanks for the podcast. If you want to come out and visit my cannabis cultivation facility, oh. I would love to give you a tour in thanks for all the content. And we didn't, we, it was a really short trip, so we didn't have time, but I just wanted to say to John, thank you for that offer. It was just so nice. You guys are just so cool so and great. great. Now I want to go to yeah, Denver. Yeah, next time we're all in Denver. <laughs> he was like, any events happening? I was like, well, now. Well, now. Can we have one at your, they call them a grow, at your cannabis grow? I'm coming. Yeah. So. Cannabis blow. We're here. Mm. We're here for it. A cannabis grower, not a shower. Mm-hmm. I like it. Thanks. So, and then the third big thing is to all of the listeners who supported us through, financially. Yeah, through yeah. Patreon. Because, guys, our new website is alive Woo! and well. And you can visit it at fangasmpodcast.com. It is beautiful. It is wild and silly. There are a ton of inside jokes embedded in there, especially on the episodes page. You can sort by fandom. You can sort by season. And there's a lot of really silly illustrations and graphics. Yeah. Yeah. And so go through it and read it. We're so stoked. It has been a labor of love. And lust. And lust. And a shout out to... Our designer, mm-hmm. Candace. Yeah, this is an obedient project. That yeah, we've, that's right. We've Our taken agency on, yeah. did it, but you guys funded it. So mm-hmm. we were able to get a designer and a developer mm-hmm. and make this beautiful thing happen to transition from, you know, what the event from, God, when was that? January? No. December. December. Yeah. So when look, all, we're finally back on our feet. Yeah, when all <laughs> hell broke loose in December. So yeah, now a fangasm is official, official. So thank you mm-hmm. to everyone who supported us. Yeah. It meant the world. Mm-hmm. So last thing is, we are so excited to be back. However, if you are a dung, we have never left your side. Um, and that is because we have been, during this break, releasing some pre-recorded mm-hmm. extra quickies for all dung members that have been so funny, so hot. We posted a little tease on our Instagram of some action happening in the Lover's Cave. There was some... <laughs> uh, no pants action happening. Oh, that's right. Some uh, like chaps. Some assless chaps. Mm-hmm. So Westeros is not quiet <laughs> while uh, we're on break. So we're so excited to be in your ears. But if you want more in your ears, check us out on patreon.com backslash fangasm podcast backslash Allie6969 backslash Lindsay8888 if you know what I mean. <gasps> hey. I'm just kidding. I don't know what that hey. means. That's just butt I think to it butt. Means boobs. Oh, boobs. Yeah. Boobs. boobs to butt, actually. Boobs on butt. 8008. <laughs> okay, so I want to actually read the descriptions of these three episodes we released on Patreon because they were some of the most wild, ridiculous stories. And I think it is worth actually going through what yeah. the content is as opposed to just kind of the high level. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, something to keep in mind that we've been doing on Patreon that makes it such a fun place to be is that on these seasons on the pod, we camp out on a series for at least one to two seasons because we want to get into it and get into the characters and get into the inside jokes. But if that happens to be a series that you haven't watched, of course, we invite you to listen. But if you're looking for other stuff and archives of other series and some random one-off things like Patreon stories is for you because it's just it's even if you think this is weird it's even weirder over there oh yeah well the wild thing is is we just released 
Quickie 31 and 32. <laughs> and so those are the stories. But within each story, there are multiple parts. Often some are two to three, yeah. Some are one shots, some are two to three to four parters. Mm-hmm. So there are over a hundred extra episodes over on Patreon, which is, which is insane. Crazy. Okay, so yes, Quickie 31 is called The Hand and the Queen. <laughs> it was a quickie that involves Queen Sansa in leather breeches, role-playing, and for some godforsaken reason, a rant about braces. So it was, <laughs> um, we got a very steamy, sexy story with Queen Sansa and Hand of the Queen, Jamie Lannister. And in the queen. Hand in the queen. Hand in the queen. And then we had a two-parter, which was our Quickie 32. Part one was (laughs) Girls Gone Wildling. Um, (laughs) Oh, shit. It's the steamiest story since the prefect's bathroom, which it was. It was. It was steamier. Steamier. Yeah, it was wild. Except it actually got steamy because the threesome (laughs) took place in a hot spring, and it was a very, very hot spring. And it was starring Jamie, Brienne, and Tormund as they camped out in the lover's cave for the night. So that was a two-parter. And the second part was called Orgy Goals. And so you can just imagine the shenanigans those three got up to. So, yeah, check it out. It's a wild good time over there. Wildling. Yeah. That's great. With yeah. that, should we find out what shenanigans are about to happen <laughs> in season 12? Season 12? Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this season. Um, and this might actually give a clue to the ship um, because this story was written by the incredible Sansa Sparky. Can we do – should we – no summary? No summary. No Just summary. the ship. Just, Just the, the ship. ship. And I think we can say that it's an AU and it's modern day. Yes, that's yes. important. Yeah. <laughs> we can say what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> can we say the thing that I said? <laughs> if not, can we cut that? Um, so the the ship is Sansan, which is Sansa and the hound, Sandor Clegane. Ugh, I'm so great. And you guys, we have obviously haven't read it. We don't read it in advance, but we know that there are a ton of other Game of Thrones characters that make an appearance in this story. So um, buckle up. <laughs> Grab your dragon. There's only one way to fly a dragon. <laughs> Trust it. What was it? What's the line? Is there a line? Oh, that's right. I know what you're saying, but I don't Trust remember. Trust it. Yes. Okay, you guys ready? Wait, did oh. you say what it's called? Because that's oh, funny oh. too. Oh, yeah. The, the story is called Bonfire Night. Cuckoo. I just saw it. Speaking of bonfires, I just saw a debate on Twitter of people saying, do you call it a campfire or a bonfire? Oh, interesting. And I say bonfire. For sure. And the only time we call it a campfire is if we're actually camping. camping. Yeah. It's always Generally a bonfire. speaking, it's a bonfire. Yeah. What do you call it? Campfire. I think they're two different things. I don't a really make like a bonfire A campfire is like a small thing that you're camp. cooking s'mores on, and a bonfire is usually like a party. It's bigger. But I think like we said, hey, come over to my house. I'm going to have a bonfire. a bonfire. Yeah. Yeah. You never go, I'm having a campfire in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> or you're weird and no one would come. Yeah. Come sit in my tent <laughs> with me. Sit on my I tent. I pitched a tent. Come to my bonfire. Can't pitch my tent. <laughs> All right. Okay. You guys ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Aye. Arya let out a blood-curdling scream into the frosty night. That was a terrible blood curdling. <laughs> You've heard me do more blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Aye. Sound well, like a wolf call. I mean, but it's spelled out like that before I saw the rest. Yeah, we yeah. don't pre-read, Allie. <laughs> oh. Oh. Arya let out a blood-curling scream into the frosty night. Do you absolutely have to? Asked Brienne, looking pained as she locked the front door of the cramped, messy, and somewhat moldy townhouse she shared with Jane, Mira, Arya, and Sansa. 
Duh, it's bonfire night. It's the night we celebrate our heritage as a nation that thinks some bloke trying to blow up the entire government is an excuse for a good old-fashioned knees up. Mm. Screaming is, like, mandatory. Is this Guy Fox Day? I don't Uh, think Guy Fox screamed, observed Mira. (laughs) Oh, oh, my God. (laughs) Damn it. Pulling on a pair of gloves the same shade of green as her lovely fluffy jumper. Or if he did, it's probably the reason why he got caught. (laughs) He bloody well screamed after he got caught. Don't you know what they did to him? He was tortured until he confessed. And then he was sentenced to have his knob cut off and burned before his very eyes. And then they were going to take his bowels. Oh, my God. Can you not, said Jane, repulsed. Er, we're supposed to talk about it, Arya pointed out. There's a whole poem about it. Remember the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. Oh, my God, no poetry, said Jane. I've been subjected to T.S. Eliot all day. I do not need this shit in my free time. Arya, unbothered, whooped loudly and leapt into a pile of dead leaves. (laughs) 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 She was in her usual going out attire, combat boots, a scruffy old military jacket, and an entirely too short skirt bearing skinny legs that didn't seem to feel the cold. I like her look. I feel like I went through that stage. (laughs) I was like, why is this reminding you of something you would wear? Her concession to her friends' encouragement that she glam up was the addition of black nail polish, black eyeliner, and black lipstick. I'm into it. I just pictured that the GOT in Game of Thrones then has like an H spray painted on. Like Arya's like goth. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't know. (laughs) 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 Will you make that? Will you make that? Absolutely. (laughs) Brienne shook her head. I'm going to be on full mom friend duties tonight. I can tell. When aren't you? Inquired Asha, attired in a pair of leather trousers she had recently obtained from a boot sale and walking with a considerable strut. Who's Asha? Is Asha a book character or is it Osha? Remember Osha? Mm. It was Osha in... Oh. I don't know. I don't know if it's who it's supposed to be. Danny, will you Google it? Yeah, yeah. Go- Google see if it's an Asha or an Osha. I'm picturing them all like walking in a line like the Spice Girls or like Sex and the City characters. Like they're on their yeah, way to Yeah, I'm bonfire. picturing like um, the craft. <laughs> Asha Greyjoy. Oh. oh, okay. She uh, must be a new a Greyjoy that was never in the show. She's not the sister we know. No, that's Yara. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the TV adaptation, she is named Yara to avoid confusion with the wildling Osha. Oh. Yeah. So this is Yara, great. but Yara yeah. is Asha. Great. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> Feck being the responsible one, Brie. <gasps> Cute. They call Aww, her Brie. I love that. It's a night out. Why don't you sack off your conscience for the evening and get as pissed as the rest of us? Who knows where the evening might take us if no one is shepherding us into a taxi at 2 a.m.? I, for one, would like to find out. Well, I wouldn't, said Brienne. She was dressed in a resolutely sensible manner. Thick jeans, big sturdy coat, thick jeans. <laughs> she dressed like Hagrid. Wow. <laughs> thick sturdy coat and big sturdy boots. As ever, she wore no makeup, but Marjorie had waylaid her in the bathroom with a few products and her hair was now bleached, white blonde, and slicked starkly back from her face. Oh, that probably looks so awesome. Yeah. I like love Me a too. platinum blonde look. Yeah. And a nice Halloween oh my God. vest. I almost <laughs> just said to Tilda Swinton. From the neck up, she was Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Neck down, Alan Titchmarsh. Do you guys know what that is? No. <laughs> We're going to have to Google this whole episode. Alan. There's going to be so much like British things that we don't know. Yeah. An English gardener, broadcaster, poet, and novelist. <laughs> Does he wow, wear what a resume. thick jeans? He's stunning from the neck down. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, asked Marjorie, resting an exquisitely manicured hand in the crook of Brienne's elbow. You've been writing essays all week, same as the rest of us. You deserve a break, too. So wait, they're in college, oh, I right? love this, yes. Yes, but tonight isn't about me, said Brienne pointedly. Six pairs of sympathetic eyes came to land on Sansa. Mm. Well, five pairs. Arya's eyes were too busy rolling since she wasn't particularly sympathetic. <laughs> she was, in fact, feeling extremely... She, she was a cold-hearted <laughs> murderer. <laughs> An she, assassin. She was... I feel like she's dressed like the, um, the girl with a dragon tattoo. She is, yeah, yeah. 
goth don't feel. (laughs) She was in fact feeling extremely vindicated, albeit impatient, with the way Sansa was moping about as if she was in a pre-Raphaelite painting. How are you feeling, Sansa? asked Jane, putting her premark-clad arm around her friend. I'm fine, said Sansa mechanically. She was staring at a decorative scarecrow that someone had placed in their front garden in a fit of autumnal cheer. Nobody was fooled by her words. Although she was as pretty as ever in her tailored blue coat and gray boots with her face made up immaculately, her sadness was palpable. Arya couldn't understand it. How had she been the only one to see this coming? Harry Harding, eventually leaving Sansa for another bird, had always seemed as inevitable as breathing. Or the seasons changing, or the jacket potato Arya would devour later on this evening, hot and crispy and wrapped in foil, pulled from the depths of the bonfire like a dragon's egg. <laughs> she rubbed her stomach in anticipation. Food was much more interesting than Sansa's love life. But the fact remained that just as Harry had dumped Miranda Royce as soon as he caught a glimpse of Sansa, so too had he ditched Sansa now that an exciting new prospect had turned up. Wait, was Miranda the one that tried to kill Sansa when she was with Ramsay Bolton? Mm. Our producer, Danny, can you Google Miranda Royce? I feel like she was the one that tried to kill Sansa, and Theon threw her over the balcony. Oh, my gosh. And that's when they escaped. Yeah, and FYI, um, Harold Harding mm-hmm. is... A president of the United States. <laughs> is the heir presumptive of Lord, Lord Robert Iron and ascend to the rule of Vale. Oh, okay. Okay, Miranda Royce is the daughter of Nestor Royce and the cousin of Rolls. No. She's the... <laughs> no. No, cousin, My uh, father Rolls Royce will hear about this. Uh, I like that Miranda spells her name with a Y. Uh-huh. I relate to that. Oh, hold on. You know, just the three of us, Danny, Allison, and Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, whoever we let in the group yeah, who we, said our names were Danny, Allison, and Stephanie, <laughs> listen to the This goes again. out to you. <laughs> name the three hosts. Easy. Danny, Allison, Stephanie. <laughs> it got progressively <laughs> worse as her answers <laughs> continued. Like... Danny Gray, Allison, close. Could be close for Allie. Stephanie. Yeah. Was <laughs> Just, that somebody said that? Yes. Yeah. You know, we make people answer questions. I do. <laughs> he couldn't have waited a second. <laughs> Casey Musgraves. Hey, Trump, are you going to kick me out for blowing my nose? <laughs> Good one. Topical. Okay, um, so I cannot tell who. It? it says in A Storm of Swords, thinks about being banished to the gates of the moon, hearing that Miranda keeps a lively household. Like the wiki doesn't even really even make sense, honestly. Yeah, it is the girl. If if you just type in see. Miranda Game of Thrones, it's this girl. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. She's is. the one that tried to kill Sansa in right. I think season five. Okay. Well, then that makes sense that that Sansa stole her boyfriend. Yeah. What's her name again? Arya asked, pulling the little bottle of red square vodka out of her pocket and taking a wince-inducing wing. Sorry, Swig. You are her chugging vodka. Oh my God, Arya's my Arya's my gal right now. She had put some Rabenna in there to try and sweeten it up a bit. The effects were unpleasant in a way her taste buds had never previously experienced. Arya, Brienne said in a warning tone. What, said Arya. I know it's stupid. Paprika or cinnamon or something like that. Saffron, said Sansa Dully. Marjoram, said Sansa (laughs) Dully. That was it. A proper stripper name. Man, if someone named Saffron steals your man, that's got to sting. I know. And if somebody named Saffron is listening to this, I love your name. Yeah, And it is a stripper name if you want it to be. That's true. Which makes sense because she is in fact a stripper, said Marjorie. Honestly, Sansa, he's no loss if he's stupid enough to go after her. She probably saw him coming a mile off. Once she's taken him for all she can get, he'll probably find out she's got a big scary bouncer boyfriend. I give it a month before he comes crawling back with a black eye begging you to take him back. And you won't if you have any sense, said Asha. A black eye won't be the only malady he'll come crawling back with. 
He'll probably hit syphilis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Asha, don't slut shame, said Jane. Hey. Oh, wow. Who was studying Feminist. English literature and had been constantly tweeting about hashtag feminism ever since she attended an hour-long lecture on it last year. <laughs> From the way she was always banging on about body positivity, you'd never know she used to refer to Arya as horse face. <gasps> How dare she? Just because she's a stripper doesn't mean she's diseased. For the purpose of cheering up Sansa, yes, it does, said Marjorie. Good point, girl. And it doesn't count as shaming if I also identify as a slut, argued Asha. Anyway, didn't he pick her up at the sleazy geezer? That place oh. is famously filthy. I should go. I would down. have never guessed. <laughs> never in a million years. It's like a Michelin-rated yeah, restaurant, yeah, the sleazy yeah. geezer. I should go down there myself, take a few swabs from the bathroom walls into the lab, and see if the bubonic plague virus has resurfaced. Arya sniggered. She liked Asha. They had actually met in the lab in question as an engineering student. Arya had a healthy appreciation for seeing things explode, and she, like Guy Fox before her, had snuck into the chemistry department to see if there was anything she could find to blow up. Nobody had seemed particularly amused by this particular escapade, apart from Asha. Had they been at uni together a few decades previously, they would have worked on building a small bomb to put under the dean's desk as an amusing lark. Unfortunately, such things were frowned upon in 21st century England, the political climate being what it was. Uh, let's go blow something up. <laughs> yeah. Bloody Brexit, grumbled Arya, as she did whenever she thought about current events, however tangentially. Marjorie rolled her eyes and produced an engraved tip flask from the pocket of her designer coat, which she shoved into Sansa's hand. Drink, she said. Moderately, added Brienne, who planned on joining the police force after she graduated and was incapable of being subtle about it. Sansa sniffed at the flask delicately and took a sip. Is that... Blackberry gin, darling. <gasps> you got to do that line. Am I Marjorie, too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blackberry gin, darling. Said Marjorie, passing the flask around the group. It was Tyrell's gin, naturally. Marjorie's lavish lifestyle was made possible by the success of the family business. Of course. And she made sure to rep the brand in all her Instagram posts. Evidently, her followers didn't mind the unending barrage of advertising, as she had almost a million of them. Oh, God, Marjorie's an influencer, you guys. Wow. Aria watched impatiently as she stopped walking to take a selfie. Oh, my God, wait. You know, it's like, how will we get the likes we need? We shall <laughs> sign on Queen Marjorie, who has one million <laughs> followers. We will sign on Rob Stark, who has 400,000 oh, yeah, and a sponsorship like, deal. <laughs> I feel like John Snow has a ton of followers, but, like, barely ever posts. Right. I, don't, I, I don't think he even remembers his password yeah, to yeah. log into his account. Of course. You're holding us up, complained Jane. Oh, who cares, said Marjorie. An oversized campfire. Oh, now they've called it both. An oversized campfire, a few burnt sausages, and a five-minute firework display. How will I ever cope if we're late? This night won't get interesting until we hit the bar afterwards, and you all know it. Disagree, said Mira. We can go to a bar any night we like. Bonfire night always makes me feel like a kid again. My brother used to say he saw visions in the flames, and he would go up to total strangers and tell them their destinies. Come to think of it, he still does that. So he's never been invited back to a bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring that weird kid. Yeah. You should have invited him, said Jane. I'd love to know my destiny. I don't think you'd like anything he had to say, said Mira. It would all be about the mundanity of suburban existence. He's been really up his own arse ever since he went backpacking in Patagonia. Oh, wow. I love that this is so, like, modern day. Uh -huh. This is hilarious. Not as up his own arse as Harry, said Brienne, determinedly good friend that she was. I'll drink to that, said Asha, producing her own hip flask, which was old and battered, inherited from her staunchly IRA-supporting dad, and almost certainly full of her own paint-thinner-esque homebrew. Now let's go stare at a fire and think sexy pagan thoughts. About bringing down the government, yelled Arya. As penniless students, Marjorie being the obvious exception, the girls had collectively decided not to bother with the big fireworks show in the arena, as it would have cost them 10 pounds apiece, plus a similarly exorbitant sum for snacks. Also, it was much more likely that their bags would be searched and their booze confiscated. 
Instead, they had opted to head to the local park where the scouts and guides were putting on a much smaller display for which they were only charging two quid each. Arya's beloved bonfire jacket potato was there for the taking, along with charred sausages and buns, hot spiced apple cider, and gooey marshmallows which had been inexpertly skewered onto twigs by scouts who were obviously more concerned... Oops. Sorry. I was trying to Google what bonfire jacket potato was. Gotcha. It's just a potato that she's putting in her jacket. Nope. No, it's like a, a thing that... It's I like think just they, wrapped in tinfoil. Right? Like I, I think a, it's a baked potato, right? Yeah, just a baked it's potato. It's a baked potato. Yeah. You've heard of that before? I <laughs> just kind of guessed. Jacket said it was Because she said it was wrapped in tinfoil earlier. Oh. But it's called jacket because of the tinfoil, not because she's putting it in her jacket, right? Yeah, I think she correct. has. I think she's going to then put it in her it's jacket. A, it's a bonfire jacket, jacket, jacket potato. Jacket. It's jacket, a jacket, jacket, bo- it's a jacket bonfire, bonfire jacket, jacket potato. potato. Is yeah. when you masturbate with a baked potato also a jacket potato? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, a bonfire jack-off? When you call uh, me by my name, but campfire style with a baked potato. It's a jack-off bonfire jacket potato jacket. <laughs> it's a BJ, a bonfire jacket. <laughs> also, have they never heard of smuggling in drinks? Like you just shove it down your pants until you get into whatever Whoa. location they're trying to... Whoa. Just butt chug it until wow. you get there. Allie, yeah. Allie and Aria, imagine those two as friends. <laughs> oh, my God. They'd, like, they'd be like, we're not paying. We're, we found a back entrance. We'd be splitting a fifth of vodka and then no, you guys would be like... girl like, buys no ticket. You guys would be selling your own... Like, <laughs> not today. <laughs> you'd be selling your own jungle juice in the back. Oh, Like yeah. a racket. You'd be turning a profit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the marshmallows, which had been inexpertly skewered onto twigs by scouts who were obviously more concerned with aesthetics than they were with both hygiene and basic fire safety. Arya loved it all. The big bonfire with its licking flames, white hot in the center where the straw guy burned, dry warmth radiating powerfully into her face as she watched. The smoke billowed thick and gray into the velvety night sky, and Arya wondered what happened to it. Did it disperse into nothingness in the sky? Probably. Or would it keep rising until it was in space? A much cooler prospect. Asha and Mira would both have known, but she didn't ask them. The spirit of the night left her content to wonder in silence, which was a comparatively rare phenomenon, as anyone who knew her would attest. Music was piping out from somewhere. Some enterprising scout or guide had put together a fire-themed playlist, so they were treated to Burning Love, Burn Baby Burn, Sex on Fire, and other songs of that ilk. I love the song Sex on Fire still. It's one an of awesome song. The best songs in the last decade. It sounds like the type of playlist we would make. It was just like so on the nose, like at a yeah. bonfire that they all have fire in it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Calm down. <laughs> the firework display was short, as Marjorie had predicted, but Arya didn't care. Fireworks were fireworks. Besides, it was nice to see all the little kids wrapped up so warmly they were practically spherical, staring up at the bright sky with wonder. There were sparklers, too, and Arya used hers to write a vengeful curse upon all fuckboys who would wrong her <laughs> sister, struck out into the air in glittering ephemera. Then she had just enough time to amuse herself by writing bum before the sparkler fizzled out. <laughs> At least Sansa was cheering I up. love Arya. <laughs> <laughs> Me and her. Me I and her. Peanut butter Butt and jokes. jelly. She would love all of your fart jokes. <laughs> jacket and potato. Like two jackets and a potato. Two potatoes <laughs> and a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I like it the first way better. <laughs> yeah. As the saying goes, we get along like two jackets and a potato. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> two jackets and a potato that's in a jacket. <laughs> uh, at least Sansa was cheering up a bit, enough to actually talk anyway. Marjorie had given her liberal swigs of gin. Asha had passed the moonshine round, and now they were all clutching steaming cups of cider. The time was ripe to exercise the demon of Harry Harding and cast him into the bonfire. I mean, I knew it would be difficult, Sansa was saying. Everyone says sixth form relationships don't last once you get to university, but why couldn't he just be decent about it? Because he's never been decent in his life. Tell her, girl. Tell her. (laughs) The truth teller. 
Like, if he had met a girl in his course and fallen in love with her, then it wouldn't be so bad. Obviously, I'd be upset, but you can't argue with true love. I could, said Arya. Brienne shushed her. <laughs> it's just so humiliating. I didn't think this happened in real life. He's off shagging bloody saffron like a horrible ex from a movie, but I never get any rom-com action. I won't meet Mark Ruffalo on a crowded train and learn the true meaning of bonfire night with the midnight kiss. You guys can admit something. I do not find Mark Ruffalo's demeanor or personality attractive in any rom-com he's ever been in. I oh. usually love the adorable, like, sweet, Yeah, it sort of seems nice like guy. your type. Yeah. I just not, I don't know. He seems a little too drippy for me. Sorry, Mark Ruffalo. Move wow. along. Mark Ruffalo, no. Mark, get out of here, Hulk. <laughs> How do you guys feel about Mark Ruffalo? Ew. I think about Mark Ruffalo as much as I think about Burger King. So never. Never. But in this moment. Yeah, I don't know. All I can picture him in is that movie about the Catholic priest. Uh, uh, Spotlight? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's the last film I saw him in, and he's... Like not a heartthrob in that, obviously, was, and it's like a dark content. So I can't even. I was thinking thirteen going on thirty. Mark Ruffalo. He was also in Begin, ooh. Begin Again, mm-hmm, the musical. Yeah, with, he's all over. Uh, I feel like he's been perpetually I mean, he's the Hulk also. Bruce Banner. Uh huh. In so. my brain, he's been perpetually like forty-three divorcee. Yeah, like yeah. he's just yeah. always got that like, vibe, just like scruffled, like you yeah. know. So like I, a yeah, dad trying you. to get his shit together. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. At Bonnaroo, we had a joke that. Uh, we, there was a, a band that was playing that like we weren't loving, but we could still hear them. How like a mariachi band at a restaurant, like they were gonna come up and we'd have to be like, uh, "Hey, uh, you know, I know okay. orchestra. No, thank you. We're okay. No, thank you. We're on the New York City subway. Thank we're you. Okay. No, thank you. Bye. You sound great. Thank you, thank Mark you. Ruffalo. No, thank you. No, thank you, Mark Ruffalo. No, I'm fine. I'm good. No, I don't want to kiss. Uh, Mark no, Ruffalo, no, thank no, you good. so much. Pass. Please move along. And pass. Who says you won't, said Jane. I think Mark Ruffalo would really like you. (laughs) If you want to get off with someone at midnight, I'm sure we can sort that out, said Asha. You could get a new bloke in two seconds. Who, said Sansa. Have you seen the boys in the law department? (gasps) Cool, she's studying law. That's Mm. great. I can't be with someone who uses the phrase to play the devil's advocate for a moment every five minutes. Who wants to advocate for the devil? His whole thing is that he's mean. I'm not talking about law students, am I, said Asha. Don't shit where you eat. I'm talking about tonight. <laughs> great advice. That's great, great advice, advice, actually. It's admittedly pretty slim pickings at the Scouts' bonfire party, but the fireworks are over and the bonfire is boring, said Marjorie, giving them a glittering smile. Ladies, it's time to hit the bar. <gasps> Ooh, I smell a... Girls' night! Oh, ow! Ooh. <laughs> or as, Ari, as Aria would say, I Ah, <laughs> uh, girls, aye! <laughs> Aria screamed. <laughs> When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your sword up or down? Is your potato jacket on? (laughs) Is your jacket potato hot? (sighs) (sighs) It's getting cold out there. You better put your potato jacket on. You better get a jacket on that potato. (sighs) All right, guys. Of course, knowing us, that's the thing we're going to joke the most about. Oh, there's going to be potato jackets for the next eight episodes. (laughs) Take off your potato and jacket. jacket. Yeah. That's the name of the episode. Uh, well, my sword is, it is up. Now. My sword is up. I'm excited to see where they go. Your sword is congested. My sword is congested. I'm trying your, to, I, your sword has been you your sword has been partying all weekend. He's wearing the fanny pack, you guys. You have, it's dusty. My nostrils are dusty. So you know my nose gets all messy. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> my sword is up. Thank I am you. excited about the. Bonfire potential that's about to happen. Mm. The sparks that are going to fly at the bar. And uh, I love all the characters oh, that we're getting. Yeah, I feel same. like this laid a really nice groundwork 
for getting laid. Mm-hmm. Like I like I like that we're getting the dynamic of all the all the gal pals. I like that we're celebrating a holiday we're not very familiar with here in the states. So I feel good about that. Yeah, Educa- Educa- educated, educated, <laughs> and uh, my loins are aflame for mm. the story. Are they as hot as a jacket potato? Uh, almost. <laughs> Getting there. Getting there. That's what we should remember. It's like instead of your wands up or down, like how hot is your jacket potato? Like is <laughs> yeah. it just starting? It's just starting to warm up. All right. Well, before we officially end the episode, oh, yeah. we're going to introduce a new segment that we like to call Fluff, Fluff Our Nuts. So basically, you guys write in the nicest comments to us, whether it's an email or it's iTunes reviews or it's direct messages in our social channels. Mm -hmm. And we just thought it was time we finally started to read those. I mean, we've always, for the last two and a half years, we've never really read them. just kept them inside our hearts. Yeah. So today we're going to read a few iTunes reviews we've received lately. And I'm excited. We love this. It's (laughs) just so nice to hear from you guys and just the joy that this podcast brings you and it brings us and it's really fun the things that you guys like latch on to the silly inside yeah. jokes and all the the weird takeaways and we crack up every time we read these. So <laughs> so the first one is by Drizzle for Shizzle. <laughs> Great name. Um, wow, I don't know where to begin with this podcast. First Danny coughs when I'm trying to read. <laughs> First, the host Danny, Allie, and Lindsay aren't just personable. <laughs> Does sound like we're stroking our egos, but I they like it. We are. but they somehow are able to make the listeners feel like they're best friends. Their personalities are truly the main reason I come back week after week. Second, the show is freaking hilarious. There have been times when I'm um, on the bus listening to them and I burst out laughing and get crazy looks. Usually, this happens whenever one of the hosts can't stop laughing because truly they have the most contagious laughter ever. Above all, though, this podcast really just feels like family. It's something I know I can come back to no matter how I feel and I can get wrapped up in whatever weird story they're reading about. It's one of my favorite parts of the week. Stay horny, y'all. Aw. I know. It's so good. We love it. We will. And we do. And their subject line was, they leave me smiling and satisfied, which is what (gasps) we had desperately hoped for. Yeah. 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 That'd be a cute business card to leave on the table when we leave people at the end of a hookup. Mm. We hope we left you smiling and satisfied. Check all that apply. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Smiling, satisfied. Mm -hmm. This one's called Relief in a Too Serious Adult World. Mm -hmm. Amen. And this is by Daryling. Oh, maybe it's Darling. Darling. Uh-huh. Darling. Uh, a wild Darling. A wild Darling. <laughs> I discovered this podcast two years ago on accident when watching a good Mythical Morning episode while researching the YouTube show for an episode I could show in class. Oh, my God. That was the episode with Zach Braff. Oh, that's right. Lost our shit. I decided to listen to the first episode on this pod on a road trip. My friend and I were driving the vehicle, and two minutes into the show, we were both laughing so hard that she had to pull the car over so we didn't wreck the car. We've actually had people wreck their car while listening we have had that to the show, so thank God you pulled over. <laughs> I haven't stopped listening, supporting, and spreading the news since. That's what we like. We're building a cult of followers, so we're so thank you. Preach the gospel. <laughs> I love the candid conversation and lighthearted banter that promotes consent and healthy sexual choices in a world and a society that labels sex and sexuality taboo. This show is not trying to be a scandal, but rather it is promoting better communication between people by connecting the most intimate connection humans can share with humor as it should be. So nice. Yeah, and I'll read one more. And the final one is. Not safe for work, but I don't care. I feel like it's like to the tune of like Jimmy Crackcorn. <laughs> Not safe for work, but, <laughs> but I, I don't, don't care. care. Not, Not safe for work, work, but I don't care. care. And this is by Jadoa Cap. 
guys, this, these names are wild. This podcast <laughs> kills me every single time I listen to it. I'm currently working in a research lab and constantly need to attempt to stop myself from bursting out laughing as there's no way in hell I'm going to try to explain what I'm listening to to all the PhD students around me. I hope this podcast never ends because it's literally one of the highlights of my day. <gasps> Aww. Well, you know what? Just when we thought we were down and out, we we're back rose up. from the ashes. Do your nuts feel fluff? Because mine do. Mm-hmm. My nuts feel great. Roasted. Roasted. Jacketed. Yeah. Uh, me too. So that's it. We just wanted to shed some light on some of the lovely, wonderful messages thank you guys you. send in. And thank you. And if you haven't reviewed our podcast, I know we always have this canned message at the end of the pod. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't reviewed the pod and you do listen, we would love, love, love if you could take just a hot minute to review us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to the pod. It helps with our ratings and gets more people to listen. So for Squib for nice reviews. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Danny. So thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye. For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe, and if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. Oh, yeah. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 (